in this story, two people no different than you and your other half debate the morality and merit of a fresh blanket of snow in New York City. This is Seasonal Comfort. Hi, welcome to Here You Are. If this is your first time here, welcome. And if it is not, welcome back. For those whom it is your first time here, no, it's not. The space was attracted into your life experience by your soul. The space is for you to become untethered and expansive, to open your heart and your mind to that which your being truly is, and here you are. Welcome. I'm going to tell a story tonight about you or about someone you've been, have yet to be, are all at once. It makes no difference. We are all connected. We are all one in the same. Every experience and every lifetime, giving and building upon the next. I will tell this story three times. I do not mind, nor do I know, when it is you will have had your fill and decide to dive deep into your own self to come together with yourself. It is all the same. Here you are, signed yours from love itself. There's something about snow in the winter, in the morning, that makes you question the very fabric of your life. As I read this story, I want you to become the narrator. I want you to feel the sequence of events is no different than something you would experience on your own. And once you reach that good feeling place, stay a while. There's something about snow in the winter, in the morning, that makes you question the very fabric of your life and the world we live in. On the one hand, it's amazing, it's beautiful and miraculous and nothing short of wondery, and then on the other hand, it makes everything gray and white and black, depending on where you're looking. I think that's why whenever it snowed in New York City, more than once in a season, you felt it. Less ephemeral and imaginary, but more tangible and emotion-laden or heavy. That's how I felt this morning, waking up and surveying the scene. I mean, it was it was lovely, really. The white fluff blanketing the city and the sight line. The thought of people bundled safely in their homes or apartments. It was nothing short of picturesque, having to gently push out the images of those, not with the privilege of a warm space, albeit, but picturesque nonetheless. Do you want me to get you coffee? He said, turning his head up from where he was making some already. I'm going to walk the big guy, his dog. The big guy was his dog. Sure, I said, without turning away from the window. That would be great, thank you. It wasn't that I was ungrateful or really anything other than existing. I'm sure you know the feeling, dear listener, but I was stuck a bit on that whole piece of... Others not viewing the snow as we all thought we viewed the snow. It was different up here, 60 stories above the cold, warm and shielded, with the man I loved who happened to be 
blessedly actually not going into his practice today. It was different. Do you like the snow? I asked him, turning my body and holding even more tightly to my first cup of coffee. Do I like the snow? He asked, amused. It was well documented at this point that mornings were strictly for me to think and that I kept the talking to almost nothing. So I couldn't pin down why he was so surprised at my willingness to interact. Yeah, do you like it or do you think it's silly? Depends on whose point of view I'm answering that from, he said. I inched my way closer still to the counter where he was seated on the bar stool, smiling to myself and grateful that I was engaged to a man who spoke my language. Not really. We were from different places, but the way in which we rationalized and reasoned the world emotionally was quite similar. Our birth charts were incredibly compatible. Valid. So I'm asking your point of view first. Okay. I think like everything, it just is what it is, he said, as I let myself lean into him between his legs. This was one of the only ways I was actually able to look into his eyes. That's such a cop-out, I said, cupping his cheeks. Don't shortchange it. His smile broadened. I'm not shortchanging anything. You think, you feel like I'm shortchanging because I'm not answering how you thought I would. I felt my brow raise. That was so philosophical. Maybe I'll make a video on that. Maybe you should. Okay, then, from, let's say, a homeless woman's point of view, does she like the snow? Is that really your problem? No, but it's interesting to consider. If I didn't know the man in front of me, I'd think he was insufferable for that comment alone, but I knew where that conclusion was coming from, and we both were active in the organizations involved with the city's shelterless population. Okay, then, unfortunately, from her perspective, I don't really like the snow either way. Ha! I said before he could really finish. His face was blank. You went through all those circles for solidarity in your opinion, he asked boredly. Yes, but you danced in those circles, my dear. Don't hate the player, hate the game. I was quieted by the pressure of his lips on mine, and I have to say, dear listener, I wasn't upset about it. Lighten up about the snow, he said, pulling back just a centimeter. It's not horrible, and it melts. I felt myself nod slightly, grateful that he understood, like always, what was beneath my mood and stories and hypotheticals. That really, the snow made me feel, especially the first day it fell, the absence of daylight, something vital for me to thrive. Come with me, it'll be good for you, he said, taking his turn to cut my cheek. You have time, right? I nodded, because I did, in fact, have loads of it. (laughs) Yeah, let's walk these guys and... Yeah, let's walk these guys and get coffee and you might change your mind. I have things to tell you. I thought I perked up. You have things to tell me, I asked, excited, as his face broke into a grin that matched. Kissed my forehead. I always got things, sweetheart. Always. Dear listener, that's the thing about who you end up with. You can't predict it. Well, you can, a little bit, you know, who's right for you, or you have an idea who might be, and God, and all who work through him. Make sure that when the moment is right and the wind is 
blowing the proper way at the proper moment in the right season of your life that someone comes along who is exactly what you wondered and questioned the existence of. I would encourage you to wait for it, but do not live every day fully with this knowledge, with this knowing. Accept it and embody its giftings and do not be surprised or shocked by what manifests as a result. Can we actually get bagels too? I call to the other room excited now about our excursion. And can we stop at Dwayne Reed for snacks? There's something about snow in the winter, in the morning, that makes you question the very fabric of your life and the world we live in. On the one hand, it's amazing, it's beautiful and miraculous and nothing short of wondry. And then on the other hand, it makes everything gray and white and black, depending on where you're looking. I think that's why whenever it snowed in New York City more than once in a season, you felt it. Less ephemeral and imaginary, but more tangible and emotion-laden. That's how I felt this morning waking up and surveying the scene. I mean, it was lovely, really. The white fluff blanketing the city and the sightline, the thought of people bundled safely in their homes. It was nothing short of picturesque. Having to gently push out the images of those who didn't have the privilege of a warm space, albeit, but picturesque nonetheless. Do you want me to get you coffee? He said, turning his head up from where he was making some already. Bring to walk the big guy, his dog. Big guy was his dog. Sure, I said, without turning away from the window. That would be great. Sure, I said, without turning away from the window. That would be great. It wasn't that I was ungrateful or really anything other than existing. I'm sure you know the feeling, dear listener, but I was stuck a bit on that whole piece of others not viewing the snow as we all thought we viewed the snow, or it was different up here, 60 stories above the cold, warm, and shielded in with the man I loved, who happened to be, blessedly actually, not going into work today. It was different. Do you like the snow? I asked him, turning my body and holding even more tightly to my first cup of now kind of cold coffee. Do I like the snow? He asked, amused. It was well documented at this point and well understood that mornings were strictly for me to think and that I kept the talking to almost nothing. So I couldn't pin down exactly, or maybe I could, why he was so surprised at my willingness to interact. Yeah, do you like it or do you think it's silly? Depends on whose point of view I'm answering that from, he said. I inched my way closer still to the counter where he was seated on the bar stool, smiling to myself, and grateful that I was engaged to a man who spoke my language. Not really. We're from different places, but the way in which we rationalized and reasoned the world emotionally was quite similar. Our birth charts were incredibly compatible. Valid, so I'm asking your point of view first. Okay, I think, like everything, it just is what it is, he said. As I let myself lean into him between his legs, this was one of the only ways I was actually able to look into his eyes. That's such a cop-out, I said, cupping his cheeks. Don't shortchange it. His smile broadened. I'm not shortchanging anything. You feel like I'm shortchanging because I'm not answering how you thought I would. I felt my brow raise. 
That was so philosophical. Maybe I'll make a video on that. Maybe you should. Okay, then, from, let's say, a homeless woman's point of view, does she like the snow? Is that really your problem? No, but it's interesting to consider. If I didn't know the man in front of me, I'd think he was insufferable for that comment alone. But I knew where that conclusion was coming from, and we both were active in organizations and groups that provided the city shelterless population care. So it was fine. Okay, then, unfortunately, from her perspective, I don't really like the snow either. Ha! I said before he could really finish his thought. His face was blank. You went through all of those circles for solidarity in your opinion, he asked boredly. Uh, yes, but you danced in those circles, my dear. Don't hate the player, hate the game. It was quieted by the pressure of his lips on mine, and I have to say, dear listener, I wasn't upset about it. Lighten up about the snow, he said, pulling back a centimeter. It's not horrible, and it melts. Felt myself nod slightly, grateful that he understood, like always, what was beneath my mood and stories and hypotheticals that really the snow made me feel, especially the first day it fell. The absence of daylight, something vital for me to thrive. Come with me, it'll be good for you, he said, taking his turn to cut my cheek. You have time, right? I nodded, because I did in fact have loads of it. Yeah, let's walk these guys. Yeah, let's walk these guys and get coffee and you might change your mind. I have things to tell you. That I perked up. You have things to tell me? I asked, excited, as his face broke into a grin that matched. He kissed my forehead. I always got things, sweetheart. Always. Dear listener, that's the thing about who you end up with. You can't predict it. Well, you can a little bit. You know who is right for you, or you have an idea or of who they might be, and God and all who work through him make sure that when the moment is right and the wind is blowing the proper direction at the proper moment in the right season of your life, that someone comes along who is exactly what you wondered and questioned the existence of. I would encourage you to wait for it, but do not. Live every day. Fully with this knowledge, with this knowing, accept it and embody its giftings and and do not be surprised or shocked by what manifests as a result. Can we actually get bagels too? I call to the other room excited now about our excursion. And can we stop at Dwayne Reed for snacks? There's something about snow in the winter and the morning that makes you question the very fabric of your life and the world we live in. On the one hand, it's amazing, it's beautiful and miraculous and nothing short of wondery. And then on the other hand, it makes everything gray and white and black, depending on where you're looking. I think that's why whenever it snowed in New York City, more than once in a season, you felt it. Less ephemeral and imaginary, but more tangible and emotion-heavy. That's how I felt this morning, waking up and surveying the scene. I mean, it was lovely, really, the white fluff blanketing the city and the sight line. The thought of people bundled safely in their apartments, it was nothing short of picturesque. Having to gently push out the images of those who didn't have the privilege of a warm space, albeit, but picturesque nonetheless. 
Do you want more coffee? He said, turning his head up from where he was making some already. I'm going to walk the big guy, his, his dog. The big guy was his dog. Sure, I said, without turning away from the window. That would be great, thank you. It wasn't that I was ungrateful or really anything other than existing in that moment. I'm sure you know the feeling, dear listener, but I was stuck a bit on that whole piece of others not viewing the snow as we all thought we were all viewing the snow. It was different up here, 60 stories above the cold, warm, and shielded in with the man I loved who luckily happened to be, blessedly actually, not going into work today at all. It was different. Do you like the snow? I asked him, turning my body and holding even more tightly to my first cup of kind of now really cold coffee. Do I like the snow? He asked, amused. It was well documented at this point that mornings were strictly for me to think and that I kept the talking to almost nothing. So I couldn't really pin down or maybe I knew why he was so surprised at my willingness to interact. Yeah, do you like it or do you think it's silly? Depends on whose point of view I'm answering that from, he said. I inched my way closer still to the counter where he was seated on the bar stool, smiling to myself and grateful that I was engaged to a man who spoke my language. Not really. We were from different places. But the way in which we rationalized and reasoned the world emotionally was quite similar. Our birth charts were incredibly compatible. Valid. So I'm asking from your point of view first. Okay. I think like everything, it just is what it is, he said, as I let myself lean into him between his legs. This was one of the only ways I was actually able to look into his eyes when we were at eye level like this. It's such a cop-out, I said, cupping his cheeks. Don't shortchange it. His smile broadened. I'm not shortchanging anything. You feel like I'm shortchanging because I'm not answering how you thought I would. Felt my brow raise. That was so philosophical. Maybe I'll make a video on that. Maybe you should. Okay, then. From, let's say, a homeless woman's point of view. Does she like the snow? Is that really your problem? No, but it's interesting to consider. If I didn't know the man in front of me, I'd think he was insufferable for that comment alone. But I knew that conclusion. I knew where that conclusion was coming from, and we were both active in groups and organizations that provided care for the city's shelterless population, so it was okay, it was fine. Okay then, unfortunately from her perspective, I don't really like the snow either. Ha! I said before he could really finish. His face was blank. You went through all those circles for solidarity in your opinion, he asked boredly. Uh, yes, but you danced in those circles, my dear. Don't hate the player, hate the... G I was quieted by the pressure of his lips on mine, and I have to say, dear listener, I wasn't upset about it. Lighten up about the snow, he said, pulling back a centimeter. It's not horrible, and it melts. I felt myself nod slightly, grateful that he understood, like always, what was beneath my mood and stories and hypotheticals that really the snow made me feel, especially the first day it fell, the absence of daylight, something vital for me to thrive. Come with me, it'll be good for you, he said, taking his turn to cut my cheek. You have time, right? I nodded, because I did in fact have loads of it. Yeah, let's walk these guys and get coffee and you might change your mind. I have things to tell you. I thought I perked up. You have things to tell me? I asked, excited, as his face broke into a grin that matched. 
kiss my forehead. I always got things, sweetheart, always. Dear listener, that's the thing about who you end up with. You can't predict it. Well, you can a little bit. You know who or what kind of person would be right for you. You have an idea of who they might be and God and all who work through him make sure that when the moment is right and the wind is blowing the proper way at the proper moment in the right season of your life that someone comes along who is exactly what you wondered and questioned the existence of. I would encourage you to wait for it, but do not. Live every day fully with this knowledge that it is on its way to you, that with this knowing, accept it and embody it and its giftings, and do not be surprised or shocked by what materializes or manifests as a result. Can we actually get bagels too? I call to the other room, excited now about our excursion, and can we stop at Dwayne Reed for snacks? You guys so much for listening. Thank you for sharing this space with me. I hope you enjoyed this, and if you haven't already, feel free to share this with a friend, a partner, a colleague, whoever you want to give the gift of feeling to. And don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, as well as share this with a friend. I love you all so much. You are so loved. There is great love for you everywhere. See you soon.